Right. Like what like I was telling you yesterday when we spoke about this, when Justin Tucker was lining up for a 66-yard field goal to win the game, that's not a situation where you should be looking at your TV and going, yeah, I think he's got that. But that's exactly how I felt as he was lining up for the kick. I was looking at him like, he's going to hit this shit and I'm not going to move because I'm going to watch this thing go in. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Pick and Play Show, where we're going to be breaking down everything that we just saw in week three and looking forward to week four. We've got another four and out section for you. We're going to be breaking down spreads, talking a little bit about these rookie quarterbacks. If we are all the way into starting them, maybe some of them should sit. And to break all that down, we've got Leo, we've got Zell. Let's chop it up. The luggage is piling, I need a close to waste. So many stinky sit in my wallet, look like a folding chair. The Cartier so light on my body, thought I floated here. We bolded here, it's too gin Tyler, but call me Bolder Chia. Out in Switzerland, travel with my bitch, yeah, we kissing dog. I love when she let me rub her like Michelin. A hundred grand asleep on the bird, the wings are whistling like. Okay, so we're back, week three. We went from week one, where Leo, me, and you were about to jump off the edge. Zell. Unfortunately, the Jets, I think you already jumped, but you just got to wait that out. I'm still swimming. Swimming uh, for now. Float. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is going to be rough. But, Leo, let's let's take a look real quick into what Tennessee did last week. They basically buried the Colts. The Colts 0-3, two dislocated ankle Carson Wentz or sprained ankle Carson Wentz. Wasn't really a match with the Titans, and you guys kind of ran through them. Uh, what are your takeaways? I mean, this is exactly what I expected when the Colts signed Carson Wentz over the offseason or traded for Carson Wentz over the offseason. I thought that they would be trash, and they were trash. Uh, it didn't. The, the Titans didn't need Julio Jones to play much in this game. A.J. Brown missed all but, I think, two series in this game. And they still pretty much had the game in control the whole time. Uh, I think Indy's probably on number one pick watch, to be honest. Number one. Yeah. Zell takeaways? Yeah, same pretty much. I, I, whoever, Jacob Eason, Carson Wentz, the Titans had that one in the bag, man. They showed a lot after uh, that comeback versus Seattle. So I wasn't concerned about anything the Colts was bringing their way. They trashed. So, yeah, not surprised about outcome. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I I think the most insane thing about the Colts this year is everyone expected this defense to be some stout win-a-game-for-you unit. And I always saw them as a team that just did well, like a good balanced defense. But – they don't really get after the quarterback. They don't turn the ball over. They just play like sound defense, and that's not enough if your offense isn't going to support you. So uh, Indy now at 0-3 is probably looking more like they're going to be out of this mix and looking you know, from a team that was in the playoffs last year to trying to cling to that glory. And now, you know, Leo thinks that they might get the number one pick. I don't know. Them, Houston, Jackson are going to be battling to see who can total six wins. It's going to be ugly. They might not end up with the number one pick, but they're going to be one of those top 10 teams, I think. I, I really didn't see anything on either side of the ball that was really impressive to me. On defense, all their defenders were getting steamrolled by Derrick Henry. Uh, on yeah. offense, they were doing absolutely nothing for the most part. So, I mean, before the season started, I think when we were looking at the Vegas odds and the Titans and Colts were about even to win the division, I remember telling you, I don't know what the fuck Vegas is looking no. at yeah. because this doesn't make not a bit of sense to me. And that's bearing out yep and another thing here here you go uh the three teams in your division right afc south jacksonville houston and indy i think they have a combined one win so if you take those teams how many wins do they total by the end of the year uh 10 or less yeah i, I would say probably, probably go there. yeah maybe just above 10 maybe 12 between three teams sell over under i say under 12 under 12 so that <laughs> 17 <laughs> game season and each one winning four jesus i mean that could be because these teams could tie a couple times um speaking of games that won't end in a tie if you've got justin tucker that guy can hit forever my ravens pull out a ridiculous game in Detroit where Hollywood Brown, um, Leo, we were talking a little bit yesterday, and you said his new name should be Bollywood Brown, right? Uh, yeah, it's Bollywood <laughs> Brown, right? Because that's not Hollywood, what we saw last game. Uh, oh, no, that was some rough shit. Justin Tucker's the GOAT, though. That's, uh, you know, anyone disagree with that? A lot of people online were talking about Vinatieri, and that's fine. Uh, Vinatieri obviously has the glory, but if you would have put in Justin Tucker on teams that had that many opportunities... 
I mean, he would have made more of those opportunities, I think. Tucker's the greatest kicker of our, of, like, our generation. Like, if you're in, like, yeah. your mid or late 20s or even early 30s, he's the best. Like, I don't I don't care. Vinatieri, okay, he's been, like you said, in just more of those situations. That's not Tucker's fault. I just think Tucker overall is the best kicker of our generation. So, All right. Like, what, like I was telling you yesterday when we spoke about this, when Justin Tucker was lining up for a 66-yard field goal to win the game, that's not a situation where you should be looking at your TV and going, yeah, I think he's got that. But that's exactly how I felt as he was lining up for the kick. I was looking at him like, he's going to hit this shit, and I'm not going to move because I'm going to watch this thing go in. And it went in. He's the GOAT. I don't have any debates. Hits the goalpost, Detroit fans. Really, that's just such a rough existence. Um, I think Dan Campbell had him playing hungry, and I don't see any quit in Detroit, which is nice to see. Um, I think that's what you got going for you. So if you're a Detroit fan, you're like, look, this team did not quit. They fought. I know that uh, the Ravens basically flubbed that game over to them and then stole it at the end, fourth and 19 with like 20 seconds left. Diabolical shit. But you are, I think you're seeing more good out of that Detroit team than you are some of the other teams with rookie head coaches. And with that, we move over to New York. Zell, this team looks unrecoverable. (laughs) Man. It's between how young of a team we are and between, like, the injuries, man. And Marcus Mage is about out for another, like, a three or four weeks now on top of Beckton, on top of Carl Lawson, on top of Jared Davis. It's, it's been rough, man. But I, I've been pleased with the defense because of, you know, how young yep, they are. Yep. And they're, like, almost like a top ten defense in – um yards per play allowed they've, they've been pretty solid and Quinnen Williams matter of fact he's coming off of he had um, surgery in the offseason yep. so he's he's trying to get his feet under him too CJ Mosley's back to being the CJ Mosley we know I'm, you know him well Matt from his days in Baltimore Tackle machine yeah Tackle he's a, machine. he's a monster so the defense isn't good but the offense I'm just like I'm not surprised they aren't that good but to not score any touchdowns in the past two weeks like that's that's inexcusable you know um I, I that can't happen so i'm hoping we at least score this week you know it's <laughs> it's it's sad to say but i mean you go two weeks without scoring any points where your defense is actually giving you shots to win games like that's pretty deflating especially for the defense too you know so hopefully versus tennessee i don't expect us to win but i at least want to see you know us at least move the ball down the field um zach wilson make some better decisions Michael Floor call up some better plays, maybe to benefit, you know, our O-line not being that gelled together yet and play to Zach Wilson strength, get him out on the move, you know, um, not on the move of him running for his life when you're putting him in, like, you know, behind center and, and shotgun and things like that. So hopefully I see some of that this week, but my my hopes aren't too high, you know, so. We talked about maybe having too young of a team at times. The New York Jets went completely young, brand new offensive coordinator. Who, if you look at LaFleur's uh, coaching history, it's just not that deep. And then you turn around, you go Salah, and then you've got Zach Wilson. There's just not a whole lot of institutional knowledge about coaching and navigating through NFL games compared to almost every team. And that's even, you know, someone like Dan Campbell fills his roster at least with, and we don't think highly of Anthony, you know, uh, oh God, I forgot his name, Uh, Anthony... Chargers head coach last year. He's Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. Anthony yeah, Lynn. Lynn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anthony Lynn. We don't think that highly of him, but at least he understands how to put a game plan together, and you see that in how Detroit at least presents themselves, that they do fight, they do scrap, they normally shoot themselves in the foot somewhere, and that's just the way it happens. But you're not seeing any of that really on, on the Jets, especially on the offensive side. Defensive side showing some life 100%, but the, the offense just looks completely out of source, and it's like that's where all your investments are. And it's just showing up every week how inexperienced they are across the board. And uh, even Urban Meyer said when they played Denver, you know, to Vic Fangio, we brought this up that he said, it feels like every week we're playing Alabama. Well, And, and that's Urban Meyer who's been around for a long time. You've got Salah, LaFleur, and Zach Wilson who have never coached in these positions in the NFL, uh, you know, or at any level. And you're like, okay – how are you guys going to rally the, you know, rally the troops and, and get yourselves collected to go forward? Um, and it's going to be tough for them. Uh, we we kind of hinted at the beginning of the year that it might be tough to Zach, 
Judge Zach Wilson, and I think we're there. Yeah, you know I, um, I think the Jets need. Oh, go ahead, go, go ahead, ahead no, Zach. My bad. Go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say what they need, at least in my opinion, what the Titans did, they have first-year coordinators on both sides of the ball. Well, they're not both first-year coordinators, but first year with the Titans being the coordinators. And they brought in Jim Schwartz to go uh, oversee the defense. And I think that that's the kind of move that maybe the Jets need to make on the opposite side of the ball. You know, they, with a young coach like the Titans have, they said, look, we're not going to put all of this on him. He's going to get help from Vrabel. We got Jim Schwartz as a consultant, and, and together we're going to figure this thing out. I think that I don't know who the Jets could sign, you know, to be an offensive consultant for LaFleur, but I think they need to find someone. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And they did that with, like, the defensive side of the ball. Salo's background is in, you know, defense. He was the 49ers defensive coordinator for the past couple of seasons. And you saw how well they performed, even when they had all those injuries last year to like Bosa, um, Armstead and those other guys there. So he helped turn Fred Warner into one of the best linebackers in the league. And then Jeff Ulbrich, who's our DC now, um, he's solid. He has a background with the 49ers, with Atlanta and things like that. But offensively, I I agree. They definitely dropped the ball with not having like a veteran backup quarterback um, in the room to kind of, show Zach Wilson the ropes, at least, you know, tell him from like a game's perspective, like, hey, you know, go ahead and it's okay to play boring football, as Salah said in the press conference after week two, like, you know, take what the defense gives you, you know, it's okay to throw that, you know, 10-yard slant, that 10-yard comeback, throw to your guys in the flash, throw to your running backs um, versus trying to make those big plays all the time. And they definitely dropped the ball in bringing somebody more experienced on the offensive side um, because LaFleur's in his first year. You know, um, and Salas, he's great. He's a great leader and things like that. But offense really isn't his strength. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I'm not going to put all the blame on the coaching and the play calling. There's been a lot of plays where players have dropped passes. Corey Davis, man, he's dropped at least he's got to be top three in, in the league as so far for drop passes this season. Um, even other receivers, Braxton Berrios, uh, running backs like it, it's a cumulative thing offensively to where I, I can't throw it all on Zach Wilson kind of besides the week two game to where it's like everybody has to step up and play better, you know, sustain drives and put points on the board. But yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know at this point who we could bring in, like, you know, to kind of be there's, a veteran offense. There's nothing you can do. You're going to suck all year. Basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so buckle down. You guys are going to get whipped. It's just not going to be good. Uh, but you know, we thought that could happen. Um, you know, and you were going to have some games against teams like Miami that are wounded coming up and who knows actually how good that uh, the Patriots are. All right, so flipping through the misery of some of us and the glory of some others, uh, we're going to take a look at some teams that last week uh, perhaps are either at the edge of the panic button, um, should consider hitting that panic button, uh, or there's nothing to worry about here. They got time. And the first one we're going to bring up is Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh at home against Cincinnati. Really an unheard of feat. Cincinnati not just beating Pittsburgh, making Ben look like he needs to retire tomorrow uh people are blaming the offensive game plan that's really based on what ben is able to do cincinnati jumps up leo you hitting the panic button on pittsburgh yeah i gotta hit that panic button and last week i said that i wouldn't believe that the demise of the steelers was here until i saw it but i feel like i saw it and so yeah i'm I'm ready to smash that button because i didn't imagine a world where the Bengals walk into pittsburgh and treat them like little bro and that's exactly what happened Zell, you hitting the panic button? Yeah, man. Shout out to the Bengals for holding my pick down last week uh, where I thought they would win because I, I saw it. Like, Big Ben just – I really don't know how they beat Buffalo. Maybe it was just week one, crazy things happen, but they just don't look like – same thing. They're not – offensively, it looks like a struggle, man. Big Ben looks cooked. He looks like he can't throw the ball accurately more than, like, 25 yards down the field. I, I think it's definitely time to press that panic button for them. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are one and two with games coming up at San Francisco versus the Rams, then probably at a desperate Pittsburgh team, and then home for New Orleans next for one and two in that division. Zell worried about their future. If they don't beat the 49ers this week with a division game and avoid them going what one and three, then I'm gonna press the panic button. So this is a big week for them. And I'm honestly invested in the Seahawks being trash uh, because we own their first round pick this year. So um, I I wouldn't complain about that. But, yeah, this is a big week for them. I'll press the panic button if they lose to the 49ers this week. Leo? 
Kirk Cousins outplayed Russell Wilson. <laughs> and that is reason enough for me to want to Yikes. hit that panic button because they're they're not in a division where you can afford to start one and three or two and four. That division's coming out blazing. And so if they were in a worse division, I wouldn't be hitting the panic button. But given the state of the NFC West, yeah, I gotta smash that panic button. I've been watching that defense get shredded for a couple weeks now and like how are they gonna fix that? Shout out to Jamal Adams. <laughs> They're not. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks defense is very, very bad. It's going to get ugly. Uh, yeah. Look, they've got a linebacker who they play as a safety who's really only good coming off a of blitz, and they paid a lot for him, and he can't cover at all. So good trade by the Jets. They're at least going to get picks to rebuild with. Yikes on the Seattle Seahawks side. That was a complete whiff. Uh, last team that I really got that I've – Curious about Kansas City. Obviously, we're not going to hit the pa- uh, the panic button yet. They are, however, in fourth place in that division. Chargers. Zell, are they going to win the West? No. I think the Chiefs are still going to win the West. Um, they've got another game against the Chargers. Um, and I think that they they easily could be 2-1 and one right now. Um, shoot, 3-0. and oh. I'm, I'm not worried about them. I don't think the Chargers are going to win the West. I'll give it to the Chiefs. Still, so. yep. I'm not worried about the Chiefs, but I do think that the division right now is in the hands of the Chargers. I mean, over the last year or two, what have we said about the Chargers? Hey, if they had better coaching, hey, if they had better quarterback play, hey, if they could stay healthy. And now we're in 2021. They've got a franchise quarterback. They've got a, a promising coach. I guess we don't know if he's great yet, but he's a promising coach. And, and the defense is healthy. So uh, I have confidence in the Chargers. As long as they can stay healthy, they seem to get bit by the injury bug every single year. But if they can stay healthy, I like them. I think the Chargers are going to win this division. They already won the game in Kansas City. I think it's going to be really tough to pull that away from them after they've won that game. Not that Kansas City can't put it together, but we're already looking. We're already at that Kansas City part of the year where they're looking to add that spicy free agent. They add Josh Gordon. Everyone freaks out about it. This reminds me a lot of the way everyone uh, spoke about Le'Veon Bell when he went to Kansas City. Everyone's just all over that. And in truth, it meant absolutely nothing. I think this is more of that. Uh, I think that's our takeaways from last week. So we're going to transition real quick to a little segment we call four and out where I've got four sets of questions and we will get answers from Leo and Zell. I will record the answers and we will look back on them and laugh or never reveal them again. If we're horribly, horribly, (laughs) um, there is one team at the top, no ties and total points in the NFL. Leo, starting with you, who has the most points scored in the NFL? What the team? most points scored, damn. Uh, is it Oakland? Nope. Zell? I'm going to go Buffalo because they've had, I think, like two high-scoring weeks. I'm going to go Buffalo. That is real close. Buffalo has 94 points. The Rams have 95. Ah, the Rams. Yeah, that was going to be my other guess, uh, yeah. but I, I know I'm AFC's. 94 and 95. Real close. Okay, the Bengals. The Bengals. Here's an interesting stat. Thursday night game. This will come out after, but still a nice piece of trivia. I wonder if they'll show it uh, for the game tonight. Uh, The Bengals have lost their last seven games against a rookie quarterback. The last seven. One of them has beaten them twice, and that's Baker Mayfield. So there are five other rookie quarterbacks that have beaten the Bengals in a row. Uh... Lee, I'll start with you. We'll go back and forth and see if we can guess this list down. So you give me a guess, then Zell give me a guess, and we'll keep going back and forth until we get this list. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is not on this list. They have not played. Damn. Uh, I'm going to guess Kyler. Kyler is on this list. Mm, Lamar Jackson. That is one. Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen? No, Josh Allen is not on this list. I'll give you a hint. Two of these quarterbacks, one of them played in your AFC South, one of them played in the AFC East, uh, and the other one is currently a backup on an AFC East team. Mitch Trubisky? Yes, Hitch Trubisky is one of them. Oh, he yeah, is the that, Bills backup. Wow, Trubisky. Yeah, yeah, there you go. The other two, one of them started for a um, 
uh, AFC South team last year, and the other one is still Gardner uh, Minshew. AFC. Gardner Minshew is one of them. Yes, Gardner Minshew. And then one more. Let's see, Zell. I'll throw this to you. It's an AFC East quarterback. AFC. He's not a current AFC East quarterback. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tua. It's Tua. Yeah, <sighs> last year. Wow, there you go. So that's the seven. Uh, the seven have beat Cincinnati in a row. That's interesting. Going into the game with Trevor Lawrence. Weird fact or truth? We'll see. Um, where are and there are eight divisions in the NFL. In those eight divisions, teams are ranked right now one through four. One being the top team, four being the lowest. Everyone understands the math. Now there, that means there are eight third place teams in the NFL. Eight of them. Out of those eight third place teams, only one, only one has a negative run or point differential. Only one. Here are those eight teams. Uh, and then, Zell, you'll get the first guess, see if you get it, and Leo, if not, we'll pass it over. Here are the eight teams in, uh, the a- in the NFL that are the third seed, and only one of them, one of them, which is you know kind of crazy, has a negative uh, point differential. Here are the eight. Cleveland, Los Angeles Chargers, Indianapolis, New England, Philly, Minnesota, New Orleans, and San Francisco Zell. Who is the only team on that list with a negative point differential? Hmm. Da da Yeah, it's an interesting that's, list. That's. Uh, yeah. is it, I'm gonna go with the Vikings. Okay, Leo takes Vikings. Zell. Is it Philly? It's Indy. Philly. Philly has a zero point differential. Wow. Zero. <laughs> Indy is the only team on that list with a negative run differential, point differential. Thought it was interesting. Th- eight, seven third-place teams in their division are scoring more points than they've given up on the year. Uh, really, I mean, I did not expect that there are more second-place teams with uh, a higher point differential. So, just Good to see Indy at the bottom. I like it. Yeah, Indy is <laughs> at the bottom. They're yeah, probably going to stay there, too. Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, they probably will. Okay, so Tom Brady this week is going to play uh, New England. Obviously, Tom Brady's never beaten New England. He hasn't played New England. So, Tom Brady has beaten every NFL team. Which team has he beaten the most? Leo. The Jets. Nope. Zell. Buffalo. Buffalo it is. Buffalo Damn. 32 times. The Jets 30 times. <laughs> I know we were up there, my... but it was close because he, he slapped yeah. Buffalo up before Josh Allen got he, there. He did. And the crazy thing is Miami was 26, considerably less. They Considerably less. Uh, actually playing them close. Okay, that was a little break in the action here, of breaking down games and a little segment we call four and out. I love four okay. and out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm keeping them cooking, keeping them cooking. Um Obviously, a Thursday night game will be out by the time that we look at this. But, 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 we have a lot of fucking juicy games and some that we didn't even see coming. And let's start there. Uh, we have the Carolina Panthers at the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are, what? what is this, four-point favorites? And the over-under is 50, which I think is a little high considering Carolina's defense. Zell, what are your takeaways from this game? What are you looking for? I'm looking to see if uh, Matt Rule and Joe Brady can get Sam Darnold to still play in this well without McCaffrey. Um, Dallas's offense, everybody knows they've got star power all along that offense. And um, Trevon Diggs in that secondary hasn't been too bad to start the year. So I'm intrigued to see if Darnold can keep it up without his biggest weapon on offense. Um, I do like Dallas in this game, though, to win. But I, I do want to see if it's, it'll be like a competitive game or if it'll be like a blowout. So that's what I'm interested in. Leo? So far this season, Dallas has looked like an elite offense other than the Chargers game. And all three games, even though Carolina's competition hasn't been that great, their defense has looked elite. So it's strength on strength. Uh, The Panthers are missing J.C. Horn. Dallas is not the team where you want to be missing corners against. Uh, So I expect uh, it's hard for me to really have faith in Dallas. I don't think that they're a consistent team, at least in the past they haven't been. So I, I feel shaky about it, but I like Dallas. I like Dallas a lot. I actually, um, I think my hatred for Mike McCartney 
and everything he's admitted to doing and doing uh, from getting massages when he should be uh, attending team meetings like he did in Green Bay to lying about breaking down Dallas film to standing. How about that game with Philadelphia where he just let the clock run down instead of trying to get it back? So I think I watch things like that and I go, my God, dude, what are you doing? But the truth is Dak Prescott's playing quarterback about as well as you can. And every once in a while, Dak Prescott has a couple dumb plays. The the sack in the end zone, you got to be more mindful about that. Turns into a pick six, which was hysterical. Um, but I really, really, really like everything this Dallas team's doing. I think Carolina's got a little ways to go. You're going to take away CMC from Sam Darnold. I'm sorry. You can love Chubba Hubbard. CMC is a freak talent, uh, and his hammies don't seem to be holding up. I like Dallas minus four. I'm going to take all my bias of Dallas and and Mike. I'm going to put it aside. I'm going to watch Dak. Watch him. He's a treasure. Dallas minus four. I really like it. Uh, Another interesting game. Uh, The Broncos and the Vikings are going to play a very weird kind of Kevin Stefanski bowl-style game. Kevin Stefanski, the offensive coordinator for Minnesota, ends up going to Cleveland. Uh, Zimmer's still there. They know each other well. Pretty good matchup. Uh, Leo, you seem to think that the Vikings... Uh, could maybe be coming on or or have a little bit of leeway when it comes to their record at one and two and could and could be feisty down the road. What do you see in this game? I mean, with the Vikings, it's it's not that I feel great about them. It's just Kirk Cousins is playing like he's a top five quarterback. And if you're going to have a quarterback that's playing like he's top five, then you're going to have a shot in every game. They're averaging 29 points a game. Kirk Cousins is throwing for 310 yards a game. Like The Vikings' defense still leaves a lot, a lot to be desired. Uh, but Cleveland's offense isn't exactly world beaters either. So I, I don't know. I, I think this is going to be a shootout, to be honest. I, I could see this game ending you know, 28-24, maybe 31-28. I definitely think a lot of points are going to be scored because I haven't seen anyone stop Minnesota's offense yet. The problem is they can't stop a nosebleed on the other side of the ball. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Zell. Yeah, Leo summed it up uh, pretty solid there. Minnesota's offense is looking like – it's looking pretty lethal, man, because I feel like they have that mentality where they know their defense can't stop anything. <laughs> like, they're just going to let teams bludgeon in them as far as, like, scoring on them. But um, the Browns' defense is solid. That front – I mean, we just saw Miles Garrett almost get five sacks in one game. So – I feel like if they can get to Kirk, you know, kind of hurry him up a little bit, um, they can cause some problems. Um, if I had to pick a team, I would go with the Browns in this game. But it wouldn't surprise me, like Leo said, if it was a higher scoring game and if the Vikings offense did pull it out on like a last like two minute drive or something. Something we didn't even talk about Minnesota was uh, did, when they beat Seattle. Um, no Dalvin Cook. Right, no Madison doubt. went for 112, I think. Yeah, he, he went crazy. 125. <laughs> 125. 125. Fuck. I mean, uh, no, 112. You're right, you're right, you're right. That's total year. Um, so, I mean, one game with no Dalvin Cook. They bring in uh, Madison. What happens? Doesn't matter. They don't miss a beat. They hammer them. Interesting game here. I kind of like Minnesota getting two points. This is a very interesting game because no matter which side of it you bet, you're going to be like, well, fuck me. I bet on the Browns. Or, oh, fuck me. I bet on Kirk Cousins. It's a very, it's going to be a very, like, oh, fuck, whatever side you Sounds pick. Sounds like a stay away. Loses. <laughs> it is a bit of a stay away unless you're a sick fuck like me. Um, so, uh, another game kind of interesting. Zell, I want you to take this one. You talked about it earlier. Seattle is going to San Francisco in a game that might be a must win. Uh, Seattle's defense is wounded. Doesn't look very good. Tyler Lockett left the game, came back. Doesn't look like he has any injury designation. Are they going to be able to win this game in San Francisco? I think Seattle's going to be able to win this game because they need to win this game. <laughs> um, as Leo had said earlier, too, this division is nothing to mess with at NFC West. So, they cannot lose a game to go one and three and lose a division game. So I think Pete Carroll's whatever he's got to do to get that defense playing up to shape and then make sure their offense shows up in the second half of games. Because it was just like last week when they were playing the first half, they were humming, looking great. And then they just hit like a brick stone wall in the second half and their defense is Swiss cheese. So they are in panic mode for sure. If they don't win this game, I'm going to rock with them because they're, it's kind of do or die for them. But if they lose, that's all right. Go ahead, finish in the top 10 as we have two top 10 picks as a Jets fan. (laughs) The Seahawks are allowing 462 yards a game 
through three games. Oh, 462. God. They're allowing 307 oh. pass yards per game and 155 rush yards per game. For the reasons I just listed, I'm picking San Francisco. Yeah, that's that's yeah, tough. Bad. San Francisco's going to out-scheme the shit out of them. Maybe this is a game where the over is the right play. Desperate Seattle team trying to shoot their way back into a game if the 49ers just out-coach them. Um, I, I'm on the same boat. All right, these are, before we get to our primetime games, um, there's, a, there's a Denver team that has gone undefeated. The problem with that Denver team is they haven't played anybody that's gotten a win. Baltimore's going into Denver. Denver, I believe, is getting two points. Denver, no, Denver minus one, so Baltimore's getting a point. Um, I can tell you this. I have seen some of the stupidest fucking things ever. They're, I don't really interact with Denver Broncos fans. Uh, any of you ever see them online? I don't. I don't. If there are many of them, they're they're, they're not around. Yeah, uh, I think I know this, one Broncos fan. Yeah. I think right. they're all in Colorado, I, man. <laughs> I'm seeing a couple people talk about how they're uh, <laughs> they're really banged up right now, and it is it is hysterical to me <laughs> as a Raven fan with basically no one healthy. Uh, it's really good to see other fan bases be like, "Well, they're catching us at a bad time," and I'm like, "We are we are the most." We have the most t- uh, players on IR in the NFL. Um, so I don't want to hear that when we go into Denver and we take Teddy Two Gloves' his hands off uh, and, and, and whip the Denver Broncos. Any of you think that Denver's going to move to 4-0? and uh, It depends. I'm looking at the injury report right now, and you as the Raven fan, you let me know how serious this is. I see Ronnie Stanley uh, listed as doubtful. I see Alejandro Villanueva listed as questionable. Are they going to miss this game? Uh, Stanley isn't going to come back for a while. He's actually gotten an injury that I'm a little worried about. It's an ankle. They're not moving him to IR. They're trying to rehab it week to week. I'm honestly thinking that Stanley won't play for another three to four weeks. It's that ankle that he broke last year. So uh, we'll see what happens there. I think Villanueva is going to be good to go. If he's not, uh, it's going to be a horrible day. That It could be one of those days that it's like 20 to 17, one of the ugliest things you've seen. So I'll say this. If both of your tackles are missing this game, I'm picking Denver. How dare you? <laughs> the the hey, defense, man, I, I know I, they haven't played anyone, but the defense has been locked down. And so, I mean, if their defense mm-hmm. is locking down and you guys can't protect Lamar, then I don't really see a reason to pick Baltimore. Hurtful. Yeah, hey man, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Um, that Bronc, that Broncos defense is filthy, man. Um, even without Bradley Chubb, like they get pressure, not even having to blitz. Von Miller is turning back the clock like it's 2015, man. Um, and that secondary's got some some solid guys back there. And I think they probably hear that chatter too, like, oh, you played, you know, two rookie quarterbacks. You haven't really, you know, and Daniel Jones, like. So they're probably amped up for this game. Um, they've got a pretty solid crowd. I don't like picking against Lamar at all. I just think the Broncos being at home. But you're going to do it. But I'm going to do it. But I'm going to do it. But you're going to do I'm it. I'm going to do it. I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. I don't like it, but How I'm going to do it. How dare you both. I hope God, he goes off God, for fantasy God. purposes, but I think in the end, Teddy Two Gloves pulls out the dub. I come here looking for support. <laughs> yeah, you better go somewhere else. Fuck the Ravens. Today. Okay. That's it. That's it. Fine. You know what? How about this? Jets versus Titans. Huh? All right. Now you two do it. Okay? How about that? How about that? Here we go, Zell. How do you think you're going to do this weekend? Oh, they're, we're going to get slapped. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> I'm going to just, oh, just keep it 100, man. I'm going to just keep it 100. I just hope we get at least 14 points on the board. Um, I don't see us stopping Derrick Henry. I don't see even if they put Mike Rabel out there to catch passes. Um, I, I don't think it'll be an issue because our <laughs> offense has given me no confidence to where we can move the ball um so our defense can't just be out there for 75 percent of the game and expect to sit, play at that high of a level man if you're going to sustain if you're not going to sustain drives and they're going to have to be out there all the time they're going to get gas so yeah i i think it'll be a cakewalk for the times man look man Leo, total yards by derrick henry 168 total that's it yeah. I was thinking like 245. Look, man, I'm not. I think. Two. 
I'm the pessimistic 45. one as the Titans fan. Like, I've seen too many times where I go into Sunday expecting, hey, this is going to be an easy dub. We're going to hang 30-some points. I'm going to relax on the couch, have a few drinks. It's going to be a great time. And then it's the third quarter, and I'm in full surrender Cobra standing in front of my TV just, <laughs> just stressed out. So <laughs> I, I'm not going to be the one to be like, yeah, a blowout is coming. I'm worried. I'm worried because it looks like A.J. Brown's going to miss the game. It looks like Julio Jones is going to miss the game. And I know you guys are going to tell me that it doesn't matter because the Jets can't score. But I've seen crazier things from the Titans. I'm scarred. I have PTSD. I'll admit it. But I'm scared. I still expect the final score. You're worried about Tannehill throwing some pick sixes. That's how I see we're going to score. I mean, Tannehill's (laughs) been throwing the – he's been turning the ball over every game. So, like, I can't can't just expect that it's going to be a flawless execution. You know what I mean? Like, every game he's had a pick or a fumble. Mm -hmm. Uh, Final score, Leo. Give it to us. Mm, 24 to 13. Zell, what do you think it's going to be? 28 to 7. I'm going to say 17-13 in an ugly fucking game. Ooh, ugly one. Uh, I could also see Derrick. I, I think Derrick Henry is going to be really the only option. I do believe in the Jets' defense. I think they're at least stout. Um, I, I obviously don't think that they they face a threat like Derrick Henry, um, and that's going to be a problem for them. I think Derrick Henry turns into one of those games where you're like, they just fed him 32 times, mm-hmm. and they also threw him four passes, and he ate for, you know, and it was one of those slow going where they're like, the Jets' defense is on the field all fucking game game and then Derrick Henry starts breaking them late and it just wears you down where the Jets are like I cannot believe that we had to play defense for 45 minutes against Derrick Henry um, I can't believe that would happen to us I think that's where it turns into though if we right, finally uh, find our yeah, offense versus Tennessee real quick I will love nothing more than that to come on here and gloat of course because I know Leo will be sick points. <laughs> 13 points Jets find their offense let it be known. That's the bar. That's true. You, you guys are stacking circles like you're building snowmen. Um, <laughs> Colts and Dolphins are going to be in a game that really has the smell of whoever loses this game, pack it in, sell the vets, close the shop, get on the boats. It's time for the offseason. Colts, Dolphins, Leo, one of these teams is in your division. I know nothing going to make you happier than the demise of the Colts. The Dolphins, 1-2, and two, coming off of a 10-win season where they almost pushed for the playoffs. Didn't quite make it, but pushed for it. What are your thoughts on this game? I got the Dolphins. I didn't see anything out of Indy last week to inspire confidence. Carson Wentz. Season over. Yeah, right. The, season over. the ship is in the ocean. Uh, for the Colts yeah so to me Miami knows that this is a must win their quarterback was in Indy for the last like three years he knows the defense he knows exactly what they're trying to do Uh, and so I expect him to get it done because I think Jacoby Brissett he's he's not the starter that you're excited to have but like as a backup quarterback he's competent and I think we saw that last week against the Raiders so yeah uh, I think Miami takes this one home Indy is buried at 0-4 Zell. Yeah. I, Signing up there. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with Miami pulling this game out. I think Brissett can keep them good enough, you know, and solid enough offensively to where they can put up some points. I just I, – I, I don't know about y'all, but just seeing the Colts, I can't point out one thing I like that they've done so far three games into the season. Yes, it's only three games into the season, but you, I can't point out one thing that I liked what they've done. They can't can point I don't know. out one yeah. thing. No, they exactly. can't do it. No. So, of course, we can't <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. There is zero no confidence chance. I have in picking them and winning any games so far from what I've seen. you got no ankles Carson Wentz, and then you've got Easton as a backup. <laughs> you've, got, you've got Taylor, who I think is really good, but y'all don't really like to give him touches like that. And it's it's just a shit show there. I think Quentin Nelson's still hurt, so I, I'm yeah, not, definitely not picking them. Yeah, not a good look. No, not at all. Okay, two games remain, uh, and they are heavy hitters. We are blessed with good primetime games. And I will not take the slander of the Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars being a bad Thursday night football game. I know it will already have happened by the time people listen. But, look, this is a repeat of the 2019 championship game. There's a lot of juice here. This is hot tamale, uh, but a hotter fucking tamale. The hottest fucking tamale. Circled on everyone's calendar. Shipping up to Boston from Tampa Bay. Tom Brady 
is going against Bill Belichick and the floundering New England Patriots. Right now, the Bucks are getting are giving seven points in New England. Big time disrespect for Bill. Hundred percent, no Bill's going to throw the kitchen sink here. The problem is, Zell, can Mac Jones lift the kitchen sink? No, he can't even throw past ten yards down the field. So why, why? Why would I have confidence? And you know what? This is actually going to be a good test for them because last week I know they were down um, against the Saints too, but I think they haven't seen an offense yet like this Bucks offense. A B is off the COVID list. He'll be ready and roaring to go. Um, he's probably going to feel vengeful for you know what the one game he played with them. Um, Brady back in New England, he's going to want to give it to them. So I think they will be down a lot and down early. So let's see if Mac Jones can will them back. I don't think he can, but I think Brady's going to want to stick it to um, Belichick and them boys over there. So, yeah, Bucks by a landslide. Definitely expect to see a lot of uh, Gronk. Definitely expect to see a lot of AB. I think that the former New England boys are going to go in there and absolutely wreak havoc. Uh, to be honest, the whole world is going to be watching this game, I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is probably going to be the best-rated regular season game of the whole season. I don't know not one person who's not going to yeah, have this mm-hmm. one on. And Tom right. knows that, too. So I expect 380-some yards from Tom. I expect four touchdowns, and I expect him to be grinning and smiling on the sidelines the whole time, and we're going to get a whole bunch of camera cuts to it. I can't wait. I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off a loss is the most terrifying thing that the Bill Belichick Patriots could put together in their minds, and it is going to be a slobber knocker with both teams knowing how much it means for Tom or Bill Belichick. I am leaning, not even leaning, I'm all the way on the side of the Patriots, uh, not Patriots, whew, the Buccaneers. I thought Tom Brady thought Patriots, old habits. Um I really think that this is going to be a game Tampa Bay is able to put away. Mac Jones, here's the big thing for me. I don't like the coordinators or the head coach in Tampa Bay. I just really don't. Um, I like Bruce Arians as a person, but it's like I don't know if he X's and O's gets things where they need to be. I think Tom's going to be doing all that heavy lifting. So it's going to be literally Tom versus Bill in this game. I think both teams' strengths and – uh, I don't think Bill has the weapons to go after him. One thing to note gonna be, is yeah. that Tom Brady is 68 yards from passing Drew Brees as the number one uh, all-time leader in passing yards. I'm kind of mm. curious oh. to see oh. if <laughs> if New England is going to give him his little tribute. Will they give him his flowers once he does it? I'm super curious to see what happens there. You would think that they're going to stop the game and give him his flowers, but uh, I guess it's going to come down to how petty Bill is because I'm sure Bill has a say. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't matter. The owner will celebrate Tom Brady. Bob Kraft. That's it. The owner is going, you know this is happening. And here's the truth. Bill Belichick won six Super Bowls with that man. Look, I I would stop the game and give him his flowers too. I'm just saying there's a non-zero chance. They're going to stop the game. Put that pettiness aside, Bill. I think... (laughs) I don't think Bill has a say in this. I think Robert Kraft is like, there's no way in hell I'm stuffing Tom Brady. And could you imagine? Look, the fans universally love Tom Brady. There's none of them that have turned against him. They love Tom Brady. And they will go apeshit when he does it. Because that's their guy. He's not going into the Hall of Fame as anything other than a New England Patriot. When we remember him, it'll be as a New England Patriot. The Tampa Bay thing will be cool. But the Patriots and what they did to everyone is insane. We'll remember Tom Brady as a Patriot. I think that they will I, I, they will 100% stop. It'll be a big pageant thing. The NFL has basically cleared off the calendar for this. <laughs> they are going to soak it up as much as possible. Um, I, I think it's going to be disruptive to the game. I think it's going to be tough from New England to rally from that once it happens. And I think it's inevitable. One more game. And... The Monday night game, when you looked at the beginning of the year, it was kind of like, a, ah, not really sure what we're going to get in this game. Uh, and then I tell you that it's a 2-1 and one team coming off beating the Chiefs and a 3-0 and o team that's beaten the Ravens, Steelers, and Miami. Three teams that won 10 or more games last year. Raiders at Chargers for the division title and a driver's seat for the rest of the year. Zell, who you got? I got the Chargers in this one, man. Um, I know I said earlier that I think the Chiefs will still win the division, but I think the Chargers will put up a fight. Um, I've liked what I've seen from them so far this season. 
And the Raiders, just something about them makes me feel, I don't know if it's Gruden or what, that they're going to fumble this bag at some point. Um, no disrespect to Derek Carr. He's been elite so far this season, and so has their um, defensive front. But I, I'm going to rock with the Chargers with this one, man. Herbert's been lights out, too. You know, you could say arguably those two guys have been top two of the top three MVP candidates so far into the season. All right, so the the Raiders have played Baltimore, they've played Pittsburgh, and they've played Miami. Not exactly world beaters on offense. Fuck you. <laughs> Not exactly world beaters. Just hurt me. But I'm just saying, look, the, the Raiders so far this season are outgaining the Chargers by about 90 yards a game. They're also giving up less yards per game. Derek Carr's throwing for 400-plus per game. And despite all of that, I still like the Chargers. Uh, I'm definitely rolling with the Chargers in this one. I think that they're going to take the driver's seat in the division. But I will say this. If the Raiders win this game, well, actually, no. Fuck that. Regardless of who wins this game, I think that the winner is almost locked into a playoff spot as long as they stay healthy. I have one thing to say. The autumn breeze is a Raider. The Raiders will maintain their grip on this division. They will beat the Chargers, which will look like a home game for Oakland. They will show out in L.A. for Oakland. There are no Charger fans. The Raiders will be going essentially to their home away from home. And I think that it's a little too early in the year for the Chargers. I think that the three and a half uh, given the Raiders is plenty i know they held on to miami it was sandwiched between a lot of heavy tough games this is an oakland team that played the ravens week one yes they you know they won it was an overtime game they do play uh the steelers they win handily they go to another overtime game with miami they could be tired but this is a john gruden team and i'm the autumn wind is a raider and around here the weather shifted and here comes raider football I think that the Raiders maintain their lead on this division, go up a convincing 4-0. and So if you've got them going 4-0, then you have to consider them for the division because listen to this stretch after the Chargers game. They get Chicago. They get Denver. They get Philly. They get the Giants. Then they got to deal with KC. But then they get Cincy, Dallas, Washington. I, I think all of those are very winnable, except for maybe KC. But, I mean, you can't even call KC unwinnable. That's a division game. we, we got to take right. the Raiders seriously if they win this game because they could end up 6-0, and 7-0. The Raiders are plus 550 right now, 5-1 to one to win the division. They are 3-0. and oh. Will they lose some games here or there? Yep, I think – I really like the three and a half here. The way that John Gruden's cooking up offense is, is quite delicious. I'll have to take a look at some of the point, uh, some of the um, injuries, see if there's anything significant. But uh, the Chiefs are still favored to win that division, followed by the Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders. So if you like the Chargers or the Raiders, you could take them both at roughly plus 200 if you combined them. So you could take them both for plus 200. I need to see Mahomes take a couple more losses before I feel comfortable with that. But it, it's definitely looking good for the field. Okay. Well, I think we covered everything from this week. Zell, any parting thoughts? No, no, not really any parting thoughts, man. Um, hopefully uh, my Jets can score some points. This week it would be nice to see some points in a football game <laughs> to look competent. But other than that, nothing really. Oh, I did actually just get an update. For Tyler Lockett, and I guess he was downgraded to DNP today. So, yeah, Fuck. that's yeah, that's that's not a good look for Seattle, man. He might need to get something in tomorrow or Saturday before that game. But yeah, it's not looking good this late in the week in the DNP. I am a wounded pony in this fantasy football league right now. Mm, <laughs> Holy mm, mm, shit! Mm. I'm starting to Sean Bye Jackson. Ain't even hit yet. Mm, 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 mm. I know. I've got CMC, Lockett, Bateman, I already knew, and Landry on IR. I'm in a I'm in tough. a big tough spot. Tough little spot. The good news is my team's insane, so you know, you guys can deal with me. Um and you're winning your side of your division, that that poverty fucking side that we talked about I don't, last I don't time. know what losses are. I'm three and oh. I don't know what losses I are. I wouldn't so. over there either. Look mm-hmm. at that place. Mm-hmm. Little sisters of the poor every week. 
Who is this? Sammy Watkins and a first-round pick for Bateman. What is with you people trying to steal my Bateman? <laughs> I did not pick him up and stash him on my fucking bench to be stolen before he plays. Y'all, I don't think crazy. they know you're a Ravens fan, too. So that's Oh, uh, okay. okay. I'm like, there's no way in hell. <laughs> um, that's funny, though. All right, Leo, party thoughts. So we skeetle on down out of here. I mean, we, we didn't touch on uh, Cardinals and Rams, but those are two teams that are averaging over 30 a game, both going pretty much at or over 400 yards a game. So that one's uh, the, the highlight of my afternoon before Tom comes on. I'm going to be excited to watch that shootout because I fully expect that game. I expect them both to be in the 30s. And the over-under, let me see, is currently 55. I might like the over, to be honest. I'm excited about that one, just Ooh. from a, a neutral viewer's uh, standpoint. Yeah, I like that. Good Look, call. I think there's a good slate of games here. I, I, this Sunday is exciting. Going forward, we're about to hit into the baseball season. I know, Zell, you're a Yankees fan. Leo, you're a Yankee fan. You guys got to be. <laughs> I, I am not a Yankee there. fan. I, that, that's oh, not me. Oh, oh, oh. That's not me. Oh, I don't claim oh, any baseball team. I, I've retired oh, okay. all, oh, all okay. fanhood oh, retired from oh, it up. Retired, said, I not for me. I've already won enough as a Yankee fan. I'm done with this sport. <laughs> you know, now you're just a Duke and a Laker fan. No, no, I'm the rest not a Duke fan either. I think those are childhood things. You know, I was I know, a I know, big I fan know. of Jeter and them boys, but as soon as yeah. that was over, so was so was my love. And it, I think I stopped fucking with Duke yeah. when Shane Battier left. So it's uh, it's Jeez, been a long like time. One. Exactly, it's I been know. a while. I gotta I gotta dig it on out of the past. Um, <laughs> no Duke Slater right. on the spot. Mm-mm. Duke, no. <laughs> none, none yet, none, none yet. But we're getting there. None we're getting that. there. All right, Leo, take us out. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pick and Play Show. For the boy Gordo, for the boy Zell, my name is Leo. As usual, make sure that you rate, subscribe, review. Most importantly, share with a friend. If you enjoyed the show, that's all we're asking. We're not asking for some money. We're just asking that you share with a friend. We're trying to grow this thing, and you guys are helping, so we appreciate that. Uh, You guys are used to getting the new jams at the beginning and at the end of every episode, but again, GarageBand's being a dickhead. I don't really know what's going on right now, so uh, you guys are going to get some more Wayne and some more Tyler. Enough of my mouth. See you next week. Dang, yeah, we getting lost, but we know who we ain't. Bada, 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 son, son, son. Treat that last part like you niggas ain't saying nothing. Yeah. Just too lavish to post on the gram. Gangsta crazy.